and welcome back to the pod. I am your host, Winter, and you're listening to the UQL podcast, the show that invites unqualified leaders to share their stories of how they've overcome the barriers of feeling unqualified and become the leaders and influential people that they are today. Tonight, I am super excited to introduce this young boss lady from starting a business at 14, now 22, and absolutely killing the journey of entrepreneurship. We have Ellie. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Thank you so Thank much you for, for hopping me. on. Thank you for having me on. No, honestly, I didn't know you got a reply to my message, yeah. to be honest with you. I'm oh. responsive, it's good. <laughs> I was telling the guys, I was like, yo, she's in Melbourne, we need to get her yeah. on. Like this girl's story, guys, I'll get I'll get her to introduce herself, where you're from, how you started, and pretty mm-hmm. much your whole journey. So I grew up in Melbourne and I just moved up to the Gold Coast like two months ago. And I'm back down here to work, so... Yes, I'm a tattoo artist. I've tattooed for now eight years. I started when I was 14. And that's pretty much been like my main hustle. That's what's yeah, been yeah. getting me through and everything. So, yeah. So I know at 14, now 22, I followed your, tic- your TikTok for a while now. Um, I know you've dipped into other things like dog breeding and other stuff. Can you go into more into detail about that? Yeah. So, um, like, I left school when I was 14 to tattoo. Mm. And like I said, that's been, like, my main job the whole time. But I've dabbled in a lot of different things and I've, like, studied different things throughout the years. So, God, where do I start? <laughs> I've done hair and beauty. I've done barbering. Um, I studied private investigations. I had a job doing forensic cleaning. I've done domestic cleaning, breed dogs. So mm. I've, I've got something under my belt and I'm always doing something. You won't ever catch me doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. tattooing at 14, when did dog breeding come in? Around that same time, but it was only after COVID that things got real serious. Um, and that's where I got into American Bullies, Jeez. which is like a still like newer breed. It's only been around for like 20 odd years. Um, and yeah, I had five dogs. <laughs> that took a lot of time out of my day. Oh my god! <laughs> how was that? And how did COVID affect all of that, especially? Because well, I know a lot of people were buying dogs, especially through COVID. Oh yeah. So the dog industry, the price of dogs went up by four hundred percent. Oh so yeah. So now that people get a taste of a, being able to sell a dog for five grand, they're not going back down after that. Um, you know what? I just I fell in love with the breed. I'm like. I can make money off this as well. And it started with one dog and then two dogs and three dogs. And I'll come home, bring dogs home. I'm like, sorry, mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, during COVID, everyone was getting them and everyone was getting into breeding. Now, post COVID, it's not very good because there's a lot of breeders out there. Yeah, yeah. And people don't know what they're doing. Yeah, 100% I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's not very good now. <laughs> Dude, some dogs are going up like 13K. Like my mate just bought an Amberley for 13K. I'm like, yeah. bro. Yeah. My, one of my friends got offered 35000 for his dog. Jeez. Because he had a perfect checkerboard on his head. He had like black and black and then white and white. It was like perfect split face. So yeah. they go up. But I don't know. After COVID, I don't know if people have much money to spend on them anymore. <laughs> so are we always into like art and things like that especially when you were younger yeah um so i spent a lot of time in school just drawing and i really enjoyed art um yeah i wasn't really big on other subjects and i just felt really really isolated being in school Mm. i think because my mindset i feel like i was more mature at that that age so i didn't get along with anyone in my year level like 
in what, year nine, I went from hanging around with year nines, I went down to year eights, I went up to year tens, and after that, I'm like, dude, there's no one here that I can, like, relate with. Fuck this, I'm dropping out. And my dad gave me the ultimatum at the time. He goes, if you leave school, you're either going to stay at home and cook and clean or you're going to go work. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'll do both. So I was staying at home, cooking and cleaning, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was working at home as well. So yeah. that's kind of how that started. Like, it honestly, it came from a passion of you know, loving art and just that badassness behind it. How did you know tattooing was something you wanted to do though? You know what? I had this conversation the other day. I actually don't, <laughs> I don't remember how I fell into it. My my dad was like, he was a bikey. And yeah. I guess growing up kind of seeing that, I was like, ooh, tattoos are cool. Like they're pretty badass. I'm good at art. Like let's do this. So I think that was a pretty big influence on it, on, you know, on my career. And as well as my mum being a qualified hypnotherapist and life coach mm. and all that there's a big side to tattooing that I think a lot of people use it as therapy as well so it's like badass therapy <laughs> yeah yeah 100% growing up seeing grown men on bikes with tattoos yeah. of course like, I felt like the coolest 14 year old honestly dad I'm gonna cool. tattoo all your friends yeah <laughs> like I told my dad heaps you know. really yeah yeah Oh, but my God. Yeah, he was – I first tattooed my mum. That was the first tattoo I ever did was on her. What, at 14? Then, yeah. Shit, man. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to tattooing my dad. But he passed away when I was 16. So oh, okay. I left him with a lot of unfinished work. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Um, <laughs> don't mind this, you are. All good, all good. Yeah. Oh, is that all <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how did you get into that? Like – who, who got you all the equipment to do that? Myself. Seriously, at 14? Yeah. yeah. All right, so who helped you out with obviously buying things? and? I can't remember if my mum would have chipped in for, mm. like, my setup, but I was also – I was working at Hair House Warehouse, so I was getting, like, a little bit of side money on the side. And, like, I've always grown up really independent and seeing – my parents go through financial struggles. Mm. I never wanted to ask them for help. I was always yeah, like, yeah. I can do this on my own. Like, I don't need no one's help. So, you know, my mum always said she'd offer to help, you know, pay for things for me growing up. And I was always like, no, I, I'll do it on my own. So a lot of it, I'd say like a good 99% will leave that 1% from my mum buying like my first setup. 99% of it is yeah. all myself. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Is business something you've always wanted to be in? Yeah. Instead of, you know, everyone 14 years old, usually someone is probably working at Macca's at 14 because yeah. that's probably the only job they can get into. Yeah. You chose tattooing. You were very smart. I got refused to work at Macca's. Yeah. <laughs> when I was 14, I was like, you know, once I left, yeah, as I was working at a house warehouse, but I remember I applied for Macca's and I said no. And I felt so, like, let down. Like, I can't even get a job at Macca's. Like, fuck the system. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to partake in working my ass off someone else for what? I don't even know how much I get paid an hour, like under $20 oh, like an hour being a team. Yeah. Like so, you know, I, it, there was a part of that resentment that I'm like, you guys have let me down. But uh, the biggest part of it would have to be seeing my parents run businesses and they've always been their own boss. So, so you were just, surrounded by that stuff? Yeah. Shit. So, that, yeah. so do you reckon your environment is what helped you? For sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, i got a few questions here. Here you go. When you first started tattooing, who were your first clients? My mum. Yeah. My dad. Mm-hmm. My brother. 
<laughs> who hasn't come back to me ever since. Um, um, who else? Have you made I any mistake, mistakes on anyone? <laughs> Are you <Yeah>. serious? <laughs> it doesn't. It's not easy. Okay. Um, look, anything, any mistakes. You, we can fix it nowadays. If whether it's through laser or cover-ups, mm. it can be fixed. Um, nothing too major, but there's been slip-ups here and there. But I'll figure out a, a way to make it work. Wait, what was the reactions? <laughs> well, firstly, what do you expect being tattooed by someone that's like under eighteen? <laughs> you mean I've got a lot of fucked-up jobs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of mess ups on my body. So that that was kind of my first like I wouldn't blame people for it, but I was in the back of my head I wouldn't say it to them, I'm like, what do you expect? I'm like having <laughs> a sixteen tattooing, like <laughs> I haven't got guidance, like I'm self-taught in all this. Oh my god. Um, but a lot of people, everyone's really understanding. Like and a lot of people would come through where I wouldn't charge them a lot at all just because they just wanted to be tattooed. They didn't care about the quality of it. So I had a lot of, like, call them guinea pigs or, like, yeah, blank yeah. canvases just to get them through the door. But now over, like, eight years, it's, yeah, it's pretty were hard always, to mess up. Were you always tattooing from home? Did you ever work in a shop? So when I turned <clears throat> when I turned 19, I went into a shop mm. and then COVID hit. But being in a shop, they take a percentage. Um if my boss ever watches this, I'm, I apologise, but, you know, we're all getting, like, I'd get 70% of what I don't as a lot of artists. It's a pretty decent cut. A lot of shops go, like, 50-50. Yeah, yeah. I would never work no. 50% of what no I way. do. But sometimes I'd, like, write in the books, I've made a less $50, and I'd, like, just pocket that. I'm like, sorry, I need money, not you right now. <laughs> but, yeah, then COVID happened and all that, so after that, I was like, I'm just going to go back to working from home. A lot of my clients feel more comfortable being at home. Um, I guess I cater to a large audience of younger girls. Yeah. And it's pretty intimidating going into a shop where there's, like, a bunch of grown men getting, like, full sleeves done and they're coming in for, like, a little butterfly. So I guess it's really – it served me really, really well being at home. Yeah, But it just got to the point – you know, I'm kind of seeing what I want to do at the moment with tattooing. Just because it, it's really intrusive on your home life and everyone knows we live. So, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, we'll see how I go with tattooing. <laughs> see how you go, go. Where do you want to see yourself? Like what's the big goal, with, especially with your business? Well, it's a little bit difficult with the tattoo industry because mm. I guess it's oversaturated and it's very male dominant. And there's a lot of times where you know, you're vulnerable being like a young 22-year-old to go and open up a tattoo shop. All it takes is like a knock on the door and you're going to have guys saying, give us a percentage. So that's been a really, really big reason as to why I never, like I would love to open a shop, but I just, I can't be bothered with those traumas. So I am more, like I really like to start something online and just run everything online because I don't see myself living in Australia for much longer. I want to go to Greece. I had no idea <laughs> the industry was like that. It's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes on in it. And that's why I've always decided to keep my head down. Like I'll just do my own thing at home and just stay out of it. Like just yeah, it's a lot of dramas. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for anyone that's obviously in the same position as you or trying to get into the into the tattoo industry? Mm-hmm. Um, as in like, say someone who hasn't tattooed before. Yeah, or just starting up a business. Mm. Well, I think your first thing 
firstly, if you're looking for an apprenticeship, get your portfolio, get everything set up. Um, it's a really, really, I guess, criticizing industry. And you have to be strong-headed. You can't take shit from people because the moment you show that little bit of submission, you're going to get, like, run over by people. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a matter of just being dedicated to it and do a lot of research. 100%, yeah. Like, I spend a lot of my time just researching into things, some things that don't even matter. Like, I'm at three, I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning, like, Googling shit. If you look at my search history, yeah. There's a lot <laughs> of stuff in there that, like, yeah, weird questions are asked. But, yeah, it's just, I guess just do a lot of research. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, this show is about unqualified leaders, and I'm sure you've felt unqualified in your journey, especially at 14. How did you overcome that unqualified mindset? How did I overcome it? Hmm. Ask the question again. (laughs) (laughs) How did you overcome the unqualified mindset? So obviously at 14, Mm -hmm. you obviously weren't qualified. How did you start and how did you overcome that? Hmm. You make me really dig deep into my brain eight years ago. Yeah, of course. I can't remember what I had for dinner last night. (laughs) It's good. It's good. Um, I guess just getting yourself out of the system in a way. I believe that the schooling system is designed to not create entrepreneurs to kind of keep you where they want you to be. Oh, yeah. They're, it's we're very like I'm, I'm lucky that I picked that up at a young age, I, I guess, with my parents running their own businesses and all that. I was just lucky saying like, why should I work for someone else? For $20 an hour, when I can be doing my own thing, making a lot more money. So, yeah, like I said earlier, I think having my parents there for the support was a really, really big thing for me. Um, And they were all for it. Like, even when I left school, I wrote a letter to my principal. I was so, I just felt let down. I felt so let down just by this system (laughs) overall. Um, I wrote a letter to her and I quoted, you know, Pink Floyd, The Wall, Another Brick in the Wall. No, nah, you know, but you always say yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that one. If you hear the song, you'll know what song I'm talking about. But they talk about like schooling and all that. Like all in all, you're just another brick in the wall. So I've never wanted to just be that other brick in the wall. I want to be outside of it. I want to do my own thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Now, the big move to Queensland. Mm-hmm. What made you do that? Get away from distractions in Melbourne. I love Melbourne. I love it here. But, you know, I go out for dinner every night. I'm wasting my money on shit. I don't need to be wasting my money on it. It's, you know, it just got too consuming. And I found it really hard to just put my head down and just work. And by removing myself from somewhere that I'm super comfortable in and placing myself, I don't know, anyone in Queensland. Like, I, I have, like, one friend up there at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that post. You're like, I know no one. I know I'm no starting one. fresh. Literally, like, started from scratch. I'd only been to Queensland two times before I decided to move there. So I wanted to get myself out of my comfort zone, and it's a really good place for me to just put my head down and just work with no going out, no distractions. Plus, everything closes at, like, 9 o'clock there. So Wow. Yeah, we can't go Late to night. You can't go go for dinner, nothing. Jeez. Nothing. The bars close at like 12, 1, 2 mm. in the morning. I'm like, what? That's what, that's what the time don't, that we go out in Melbourne. <laughs> don't people go there for holidays? Not, well, yeah, for 
holidays. Yeah, like, not you to relax. end at 1 a.m. Yeah. You tell me. I feel <laughs> so stooged going there. I'm like, yeah, Gold Coast is going to be sick. I go there. I'm like, why is everything closed? God. <laughs> I feel a bit let down. <laughs> yeah, it's a good place just to not be distracted by the city. But I do want to come down. Like, I've come down now for a couple of weeks just to tattoo and – I do want to do that because I've still got my friends here and yeah, I've yeah. got family here that I want to go see. And, yeah. So you went over there for business. How's business there compared to here? At the moment. Tattoo-wise, tattoo so, industry. Okay. So at the moment I'm waiting for my license because Queensland is the only state that you need to have a license to tattoo. You don't need one in Victoria. So it's a minimum six-week process. I'm sitting there waiting did you say you don't need a license to tattoo here in Australia? I'm oh, sorry, in, in Victoria. Victoria. No, you don't need one. Jeez. You don't need anything to tattoo here. Um, and I guess that's why I was able to tattoo at such a young age because there's no law saying you can or can't. There's just a law saying you can't get tattooed being under 18. So I don't know. I saw that. I'm like, doesn't say I can't, so I'm going to do it anyway. If I get in trouble, I get in trouble. You yeah, never got yeah. in trouble. <laughs> so, um, yeah, at the moment I'm just waiting for – my license to get approved and I'm, I'm trying to dabble in other areas like doing something online um which I haven't released yet and it's very kept secret at the moment what I've got in the making but it's going to be really really big um because tattooing it's a lot of labor it's a yeah, lot yeah. of like people think oh you sit down all day I'm like Where my I can back yeah my <laughs> back <laughs> go-karting yes i feel like i've been absolutely like annihilated i've been trying to work so i'm like oh i'm so sore it's it's not it's not good long term and a lot of artists say the same thing just get back and it's a lot of socializing um it yeah, drains I, your social battery big time i'd reckon i reckon like on a big piece you'd have to be like so yeah, yeah. how's everything yeah for me it's because i do so many small tattoos i get a lot of clients in so I think I'd rather sit down with one client for a full day and talk about wherever it leads to, but tattooing so many people, it's the same conversation over and over and over again. I don't know how many times I can answer the question, so how old were you when you started? <laughs> what do you enjoy tattooing the most? Like, oh, I've answered this six so times So how do you enjoy tattooing the most? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to answer these questions. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... That's what I'm doing up there. I'm just waiting for my license. I can't tattoo at the, at the moment. I picked up a job waitressing, actually. I've never waitressed in my life. And it's really funny because I let my boss know. I was like, just so, I was going to this Greek restaurant every day because it's like, there's no ethnic culture around there. It's all, no, I'm pretty sure it's it's all, all, white, it's all white people. So I found like the one Greek place. I'm like, okay, home. <laughs> like, it's like Oakley. Like, and because um, I was going there so often, the guy's like, do you need a job? I'm like, you know what? I'm not the type of person. I won't say no to anything. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. I like that, yeah. So I've never worked for $20 an hour in my life. And I let him know, just so you know, I'm doing this because I want to socialize and get out of the house. You know, I tattoo. I make much, much, much more money per hour tattooing. Um I don't need you, so don't try to, like, put it over me if you ever want to fire me or anything. But there, there's, there's a lot of respect there. Like, I'm, I'm happy working there. It's good because I get to talk to people and socialise and, you know, get to know everyone up there. Um, but, yeah, it's by choice. Just yeah. kill some time, really. Yeah. yeah. If you could give advice to your, younger, to your younger self, what would it be? 
to your 14 year old Ellie. Ha. Huh. Don't take shit from no one. I had so many people in school, so many people that would like try to ridicule me for one of being a tattoo artist. People used to make Facebook posts. She thinks she's a tattoo artist. Look at me now, bitch. It's fucking eight <laughs> years later. I'm still going. It's not a trend. Look at me now. <laughs> See me on TikTok, bitch. <laughs> I wish I could call these people out, but no, I'm not here to start drama. Um, yeah, honestly, I think my biggest thing is don't let other people's opinions kind of distract you and do what makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, we're living for ourselves. If you're not hurting anyone, you're not hurting yourself. That's all you can do. 100%. So, and keep focused. Don't stress so much because I feel like, especially in our age group, we stress so much. Everything will work out how it's meant to work out. Everything happens for a reason. Let the universe take over. Whatever happens, happens. Like, yeah. And one saying I always say is if you don't think about it, it's not a problem. So just don't think about it. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. It's worked for me every time. Start work at eight. So if I don't think, think about, about it, it yeah, it's, it's not, not a there. problem. It's like if you're going to be late to school or be late to work, you can't be late twice. So if you're going to wake up and be 10 minutes late, fucking might as well be an hour late. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so what's the end game? What's the ideal milestone that you'll get to and say, I've made it. I'm oh. content with life. Oh. I don't think I'm ever going to reach that point because... A lot of people, I guess, look up to me and at like at this age I'm at now, I hear it all the time. Like, I wish I could do what you do. And I'm like, firstly, you can do what I do. Yeah. Um, it's all about that mindset, right? It's the mindset. And I don't know if I'll ever be like, okay, I've made it. I, I hang for that day that I can sit back and be like, I made it. But if you get comfortable with whatever you're doing, I don't know. You always have to be moving on and progressing in life. But for me, ideally, I would like to run businesses online because I think that's the way to go now, especially after COVID and, you know, just how the world is now. There's a lot of money to be made online and just travel. I want to tattoo because I want to tattoo, not because I have to, to make an income. I want to just travel. I'm I'm happy that I came down to Melbourne even just so I'm like, cool, I can catch a flight and come down here and work at my own choice. Mm. But I would really like to live in Europe and just live my best life, honestly. <laughs> like, I just want to chill. <laughs> Damn, I haven't even been up there, but I heard it's really good. It is. Look, the economy's not like it is here, but I feel like if you run a business online and you kind of carry that over there, you'll be sweet. It's just getting a – like, the next couple of years, I just really want to put my head down and focus <clears throat> on my business and just get it in the right – place and then I can be like cool this is where I want it to be I'm going I'm moving yeah I'm yeah, out yeah. Of here. <laughs> yeah now you're pretty like I see like the grind in you and everything like you you you're pretty um especially because like, you came here by yourself I'm like oh shit she's pretty independent yeah <laughs> you went up to Gold Coast not knowing anyone I was like shit this girl don't fucking mess with her people still try me but um <clears throat> yeah I guess I just I don't want to feel responsible to anyone Mm, yeah and even like relationship wise and all that I would like to go into a relationship to do it together not to me for me to rely on my partner for everything because I think there's that that goes into a whole another subject but I'm really really happy being independent and doing things on my own and I feel like if you take that away from me oh my god who am I gonna be you know I'm known for Mm. just 
I'm a go-getter. Like, I will go do things. And when I have something in my head, I'll get it done. Not today. Yeah, Not tomorrow. Like I'll get it done yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I like that mindset as well. Yeah. So what's what's a day in Elle's life? What does that look like? You wake up, what time? What oh are we doing? Oh, my God. My, so I wake up at 5 o'clock and go for a run? No. Um, it's different every day. So... Look, now that I've moved up to Gold Coast, my routine has changed, but I'll give you an insight, like Melbourne Gold Coast, back when I was here, it would be get up, do my dogs, clean up their kennels, give them food, take them out, and there's five dogs clean, five big dogs. When was, what, what time would that start? Oh God, that would be it. You know what, it really depends. I don't have to be up at any time, but I like to be up early. So let's say like seven, eight, nine o'clock, just so I can get it done and I've got the rest of my day to do what I like. Um, yeah, just... And that was all on your own? All my own. Oh, I my I built enclosures on my own. <laughs> I was out there in the rain doing things on my own. I didn't... I never, like... I never wanted the help from anyone because I want to be able to look back at something and know that, hey, I did this alone. The only time I did ask for help was from, like, my brother and my guy mates to help me, like, put something together that I physically cannot, like... I can't pick up. I just, my mind doesn't comprehend in that way how to like put things together. But, you know, I, I did everything. I'd go to Bunnings, I get my dog enclosures and go pick up 20 kilo bags of food and empty oh, into buckets yeah, and dude. pick up dog shit and, you know, like, um, but there was a lot. Like, God, it was a hard upkeep in Melbourne and having those dogs was a responsibility as well. But yeah, I'd do that in the morning and then stroll into the front room tattoo sometimes i have one client a day sometimes i'd be fully booked for the entire day um and then after i'll go probably go relax or i'd go shopping catch up with my friends i i never eat at home like i never eat at home i'll cook i like cooking but i just find it pointless if i cook for myself what like i don't know i don't know if that sounds stupid but i rather have someone to cook for like if my friends come over like cool i'll put together a feed or something or if i'm dating someone like you know i'll cook them something we'll eat together but when it's just me i'm like "Eh, i'll just go eat take out or go to a restaurant or something yeah 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 um yeah. I feel like you have a really good balance. Like some people just like work, work, work I and can't. they just burn out. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I burn myself out if I'm working too much. And I guess because it drains my social battery as well. Like if you get me at nine o'clock in the morning as a client, you're sweet. Get me at five o'clock, I'm a different person. Like I'll still try to be talkative, but you just see my cognitive function has just yeah. slowed down. Um, and I really try to avoid myself from getting burnt out I used to do a lot of like two weeks on work two weeks off work so I would have that kind of time to miss wanting to work and I'll be like all right I'm bored now let's go back to work so yeah like kind of I just do whatever I want to do it's kind of weird talking about it because I don't really realize it and then <laughs> now it's made me think like god you're kind of lucky like <laughs> yeah 100%. yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> do you um do you look to anyone for advice inspiration do you have any idols (sighs) i do and i actually have a list of people (laughs) i have a few people but i take bits and pieces of what i like to take from them if that makes sense like i don't agree with 100 percent of what they say but 
I really do look up to people like um, there's a guy called Ralph Infinite Waters. He does a lot of like oh, he's a YouTuber. He's like very spiritual, and I go to him for my spiritual stuff. Um, so I was on TikTok. I'm really bad with names. Like I, I'm, I suck with like celebrities and big people's names. Andrew Tate's come up recently. And I, I, guess did, like, I did see that. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people don't like that I like him. <laughs> and you know what? You're entitled to your own opinion. No, 100%. I agree with his his mindset with pulling himself out of the, the matrix and all of his business tactics, 100% I agree with. And look, I'm very open-minded. I love, I love reaching out to people. I reach out to my clients sometimes for advice for whatever it is I'm going through in my life. I do. I really, really appreciate reaching out to people because my mentality is very much like I was barbering when I was six, 15, 16. Mm. And the guy I worked for, which lasts like a week, because I'm like, again, I can't do this. I can't work for anyone. He goes to me, did you know that the world's best tennis player has a coach? And I'm like, no, I don't even follow tennis. <laughs> I go, no. And he's like, do you know why he has a coach? I'm like, no. He goes, because no matter how good you are at something, there's still more to, to, to learn from people. So I don't know. Don't let your ego and your pride get a hold of yourself because you're not learning if you have that mentality, mentality that you already know everything. There's no, so much 100%. out there that we don't know. Yeah, I'm always yeah. open to ideas. Like, like You need to be always open to learn as well. Mm. I'm always, I'm constantly learning. And everything that I go through my life, I'll take it as a learning experience, not just, oh, I'm sad because that happened to me. It's like, no, that happened for a reason. Yeah, and yeah. now figure out what the reason is and what you have to take from that and learn from it. So I'm a very big believer. And yeah, again, everything happens for a reason. And I can't, our lives kind of premeditated and pre-scripted. And yeah. All right. So before we finish this episode, we're going to go through a quick fire round, all right? Oh, God. <laughs> One minute and you have to answer off the top of your head. This is going to be bad. <laughs> all right. No, no, you got this. It's all right. Okay. So one book or one movie you recommend everyone to watch? Butterfly Effect. Hang on. Ashton Kutcher. That's the one how, like, it's a white face and there's a butterfly in her mouth, yeah? Yeah. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, you got to watch it. <laughs> It, again, it kind of just went into what I literally just said. Everything happens for a reason. So there's no such thing as coincidence. What coincidence is two things coinciding, happening at the same time. So everything. Yeah, I like this, girls. you got good, good stuff. <laughs> Conspiracy-minded. <laughs> if you could have dinner with two people, dead or alive, who would they be? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Andrew Tate, sorry. <laughs> and let's go for someone who's dead. Um, you know what? Marilyn Monroe. I really like Marilyn hey, Monroe. All right. Respect. All right. You're having dinner with Andrew Tate. What are you eating? That's not even on here, but <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> Sparkling water. <laughs> I think that's about it. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> you know the whole thing about him just drinking like sparkling yeah, water? Yeah, yeah. I feel like we'd go for like seafood. Maybe some like lobster and oysters. I'm pretty sure he likes steak. For steak. Lunch. He can shut up and it's do not with that. I did my lobster um, and research oysters. on Andrew Tate. <laughs> He likes thousand dollar steaks every maybe, day. Okay, maybe I'll go for steaks with Tate, and then I'll go for seafood with Marilyn Monroe. Done. Sounds more girly. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite quote or saying? Everything happens for a reason, and 
like I said before, if you don't think about it, it's not a problem. Now, they're not like some really deep philosophical quotes, but they're pretty good. And pressure creates diamonds. I like that too. That's yeah. that's probably my top one. Pressure creates diamonds. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Dude, you were awesome. Thank you. You know, I definitely <laughs> see the hustle, the grind, the independence, especially for someone so young. It's mm-hmm. honestly inspiring to anyone that's younger or trying to get into the same thing. Yeah. Like that's honestly why I followed you for so long. How long have you followed me for? <laughs> anyway. Find <laughs> this out. <laughs> nah, so yeah. So thank you so much for hopping on. Thank you and for having every- me. No, no worries. To everyone listening, you're listening to the UQR podcast with Winter and Ellie. Thank you guys for listening. See you guys soon. See you guys. Dude, you're awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're awesome. Oh, it's pretty warm. Nah, it's the lights. Oh, my God.